Man, what's up? Uh, welcome to the next installation of the House 94 podcast. Uh, want to run through our everybody. I got a little bit of feedback. We, we got some feedback saying that we, everybody doesn't know who we are. So we want to make sure we point out who all the players are. So you got Lou Bingham, Helen from New York, New York. Jake Crump from D.C. D. Cloud from Dallas. Chuck Davis from Oaktown. Quasi uh, from D.C. Maryland. Him and Crump, they from D.C. They live in Maryland, as they say. We got JT <laughs> down the corner, also from New York. And we got Cool K, my roommate. And we all started Morehouse in 1990. So, oh, and I'm Carl B. Uh, now, we got real good feedback from our... 30 second, maybe two minute segment on entanglements, right? So good, in fact, that we put our heads together and said we need to come up with something in that same vein. I'm necessarily going through entanglements because we all mostly married men here. So, you know, we don't have them kind of, uh, we don't have them kind of entanglements. But we wanted to talk about marriage today and we've got a good program laid out. You know what I'm saying? I want to give you some perspectives about what we think. A lot of us are veterans. I've been married for 24 years. So, to the same lady. Uh, and she hasn't thrown me out yet. She's tried, but it has. She has not been <laughs> successful. Um, we got a lot of veterans on the line today. You know, all our guys have been in and out. We got at least one divorcee, two divorcees here. So, uh, man, we about to give it around the horn, and this is gonna be one for the record books. We about to we about to can this junk, put this on wax. First topic is gonna be marrying young. I mean, everybody's got their different take on it. Um, I'll start since I'm. I think I'm the first one that got married out of the crew, right? Yeah, you got married. Yeah, you see, see that in see that in there. That mean I never take it off. I had this ring on. It ain't never left gone any further than this hand in shit twenty four years. Um, you for me it was easy. So what? No, you just said it. Twenty four years. You've been twenty four years. Yeah, for me it was easy. I met my wife first part that I went to in my fifth year of school. I was a super senior, and um, I was with Ramon, one of my best friends, and I was like, man. Dog, I'm gonna marry her. That isn't exactly what I said, but that's effectively what I said. I told him I knew. I love at first sight. I knew it was gonna happen. We started talking. We danced to PYT in Erotic City, and then next thing you know, two years later, we was in wedded bliss. And it's been—I can't say it's been all bliss all the way, but marrying young worked out for me. We got a house early. We used to have fight parties at the crib. Um, you know, we fight and all that, just like everybody else. But she never threw me out. Well, you know, not successfully. But for me, marrying young worked out. But let's go around the horn because I think Lou, you got married early. I know uh, Quasi did. Uh, hell, I think everybody did down there. Right? Nah, nah, I didn't get married early. Yeah, I wouldn't invite to the bachelor party, so I wouldn't know. Well, I got married early. I think Cool was, was the next one. That was a wild was the next one. Who was the yeah, next I, I one just, up? I just got twenty-two years, and so, so who's next? What you got? Cool, I think Cool. Because yeah. Cool had the extravagant wedding. All right. <laughs> How many years, Cool? It was a long time, man. It was a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how many years? You well, don't know how many Y'all got seniority. Those yeah. with the yeah. longest years got to pop off first. Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. Cool, go ahead, brother. Man, I think, um, like Colby said, you know, I'm mean, a. Uh, a terrible man in uh, college. He was there. He was there for that. In college, so so there are a lot of benefits, man, because you kind of grow together. You know what I mean? You in college, yeah. you kind of hanging out, 
And there are, there are a lot, a lot of benefits to that, man. You know what I mean? You kind of you both grow through life together. You both get started, yeah. Well, you both get, get, get started. So you know that person right there is, 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 is there for you. You know, there's no, you know, hey, I've made it. Now you're here. So that, that, that's a beautiful thing, man, starting early. Yeah, like we rich now. Shit, I don't need yeah. you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's a beautiful thing, you know. <laughs> no need it to be is. picked up now. She should have got me when I was right. <laughs> yeah, really so, yeah, it is. Well, my wife and I just celebrated actually as this podcast 22 years on Saturday and prior to 22 years. Thank you, brothers. Appreciate it. Uh, we dated before. We were high school sweethearts. Dated wow. our senior year, made it through our respective colleges and, and got to this point. And I will tell you, man, you know, it's been it's been highs and lows. I mean, I definitely feel like I got a woman that has my back and has been there for me. Supported me. I can actually say, you know, uh, she cleaned my dirty drawers from everything uh, to, again, just taking care of me as a good woman and a good wife. And I would tell you to get to 22 years, it, it's by the grace of God, man. You know, it doesn't come easy. It's a lot of communication. It's a lot of compromise. It's a lot of uh, you have to work through and, and think about what's best for you and your family ultimately. And if you were to ever talk to anybody who's done more years than you in marriage, you will find that everybody, everybody's marriage got some shit with it. So don't think your marriage is any more perfect than anybody else's marriage. And that's one of the things my wife and I have come to resolve on. So uh, that's how we got to 22 years. That's what's up. Uh, Crump, how long y'all been married? Now, I'm a little bit under him. I, we, we coming on, we actually had 16, about to hit 17 in December. But, uh, just like you and uh, Carl B and Cool, you know, I met my wife in college and circled back around. Matter of fact, you know, Cool and, and Ralu were there when I met my wife. That's a story in and of itself. But, uh, and Ed Spellman. Ed Spellman. Ed Spellman. It is. And so, you know, uh, thanks to two, those two guys, you know, that's where I'm at right now. And I would say that, um, you know, my wife has one of the greatest hearts um, that of anybody that I've known, um, you know what I'm saying? And so that's what really attracted me to it back in the day. Um, you know, she had a pair of long cocoa butter legs, you know, and that's what got me. Now, you know, we dated whatever and uh, we- Basic cocoa butter. <laughs> cocoa butter, man, cocoa butter. And so that's what drew me. But the thing was, is that we dated and then we went to our respective grad school. She went to med school, I went to law school. And what's interesting is that we were there for each other when we took, you know, the, the LSAT and the MCAT and didn't have shit to, you know, we didn't have shit, you know. I recall. And now you're the Hustables. Well, that's what they say. But it's, it's just being broke on another level, actually. But, uh, but did you know, I mean, it's, it's, obviously, it's, minus the Quaaludes and, the, and all of that shit. Right, right, right. <laughs> but to say, you know, of course, just like you guys said, man, you, we've been through a lot. Uh, we circle back around got married about eight years after we met. And so, um, and, you know, we had a daughter and then, you know, we got two daughters now, but uh, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely had its ebbs and flow and that's what it's about. You know, you're not going to get anything, you know, anything easier. I think in a marriage, I don't think anything's perfect. We go through our stuff, um, you know, peren perennially. I mean, we have our issues and stuff and it's, uh, you know, we try to work them out. We've been through counseling. We've done all that stuff. So it's not easy. It's a it's a marathon, not a sprint up in this joint.
JT, go ahead. Yeah, I'm probably after uh, Cool K and Quasi, but before Crump, because I'm doing year 21 right now. Um, and so similar to Quasi, I met my wife in high school. So we were high school sweethearts. Wow. I was early, you know, smitten. And, uh, you know, Lou B, I tell you, um, in terms of us getting getting to the to the point where we actually said I do, and we went our separate ways. Um, but, you know, we always were meant to come back together. And I think what you've expressed here, like you have to be aligned on a lot of different things. And it's, it's, it's something that you work at day in, day out, right? So financially, you have to be aligned with your goals, right? Aligned how you raise your kids, right? She, she wanted four kids and that's real. And, and we have four kids. And, you know, that, that in and of itself takes a lot of credit. And I, I, I take my hat off to her every day helping me raise Take out to you, player. You know, yep. And then also career goals, like like Crump and his wife, right? Being aligned with that and, and supporting one another. And I always read this book a long time ago. It said that people who are successful are married. And I was like, okay, well, that's that's what it takes. And then I'm all in. And it's been, it's been a wild ride, but it's been a good ride too. So, you know, I would say that it is, it is something that you have to 110% be committed to, you know, and don't go into it half-heartedly. You know, you got to give yourself, expose yourself. And then, yeah, it's going to be some bumps and bruises, but that's life. Well, I y'all are never going to lose them accents, man. It's crazy. It's like, I swear it's like it's 1990 all over again. <laughs> that's, my, that's my northern distinguishment, sir. Is that what that is? <laughs> Okay. Lou, continue this uh, this Brooklyn of uh, Queens jargon, whatever y'all, y'all from. Yeah, so I'm coming up on uh, 15 this year in uh, November, a couple months. So um, unlike Crump and uh, James, <clears throat> I met my wife late. I was in my 30s. Uh, and I, I don't think I would have done well if I married young. Um, I was enjoying myself in my 20s and my early 30s. Uh, in fact, I, I met my wife at a, well, I met her at her, her um, ex-boyfriend's house. We throwing her up at a birthday party. You just knocked him. No, no, no. It didn't go down like that. It didn't go down like that. I, it was a brief introduction. Uh, I was there with uh, Jeff Street. He uh, did an intro, and I didn't get anything of it. Mm-hmm. And um, fast forward, uh, she was born in January, so fast forward about a month. Super Bowl party at one of Cole Michael's uh, unsold houses, um, and uh, me and Street again at the at the party. I get up, we had a prime spot. Get up, go to the bathroom, come back. Either her or the girlfriend was sitting in my seat. I was like, baby, you, you, got to, you got to rise up. I'm sitting right there. So um, then uh, How we left that house, went to uh, another dude's house, lived a couple blocks away. Her and her friend had made their way over there. Again, we didn't really say much to each other. And then fast a couple months in May in New York. Good, good friend of ours was getting married. Uh, Morehouse guy, Will Munden, uh, was getting married. And she was in the wedding. She knew Will's wife from uh, grad school. I was sitting at the rehearsal dinner. James had one of these on my, uh, on my knee. Like, look at this. She comes and sits across from me. We start chatting. 
realized we knew each other. Uh, we didn't realize we knew each other. We realized we knew uh, some of the same people. And look at you today. And then um, we started uh, talking. I stayed up in New York for about a week visiting my mother. She has a family in New York. And uh, we went out every day up there. And then um, we came back to Atlanta and it was we was together. Fast forward about a year or so, we got married. I think we were together two years before we got married. So it's going on 15 this year. Um, I think of it, it's probably a crazy ass analogy, but um, I wanted, a, I always wanted a motorcycle. I had to wait till I was older because I knew when I was younger, I liked the speed too much. I wasn't ready, it was too immature. Same thing with the, with the, with the marriage. Uh, I had to go through some relationships, uh, make some mistakes, learn from them, and apply them what I, what I learned into this relationship. And uh, it's worked out so far. Uh, it's not always uh, rosy. She gets on my nerves just as I get on her nerves. But uh, there's a commitment there. I know I can rely on her and vice versa. That's what's up. Chuck D, D Cloud, give us give us some of your perspective real quick. Well, I got married in 2003. Me and my wife dated. Uh, we started in '98. I was just doing the math, so we 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 were together like boyfriend girlfriend for like five years. We got married to 2003, but these last two years we've been in transition. So technically, guys, I'm still married. I'm not divorced. What so do I say? What transition mean? That's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> we just, we just, you know, trying to, we, we, we trying to grow, I guess. And I'm gonna leave it at that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for the best, you know, but I'm still mad. Still, still, still want Hey, y'all, give me y'all, y'all motivate me to, to, don't not give up on it. So that's my story. That's what's up, Chuck B. I'm, I'm just the only one. I am the only one divorced. <laughs> so that's what Jose uh, even less. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was to get, I was with my ex-wife for 10 years. Uh, we got married in 03 too, D. Uh, oh, I got married, for, got married for all the wrong reasons. Um, I got married. What do you mean? Speak on that. Speak on that. What, what, what does that mean? So, those, if, you, if you feel I comfortable. Got, I would say, I mean, because... I had got in that fast lane of a lifestyle, you know, way too fast and just just doing everything way too fast. Uh, Boys, man, some cash. I mean, that's what happened, bro. <laughs> and, you know, and I pretty much, I pretty much, the reason why I got married, because it was the thing to do at that time. And, you know, every, uh, my environment and all the, my boys, everybody was getting married. In, old, in you know early 2000 uh so i just decided to get married i mean only sh the story i would like to share is you know i had that big extravagant wedding and i and i remember well kind of remember it but it was in the the it was at the fern bank i was in the stairwell sitting there nobody knew where i was by myself, like, what the fuck am I about to do? And that's exactly wow. what I said. 
Like Rick Brian, which way is up? Sitting in the stairwell, about to get shot. And and, and you know who came and got me? Nick found me or who? saw me go in there. It's her father. Hey. Oh wow. It's her father. Mm-hmm. He said, Man, sometimes we just gotta do what we gotta do. Because <laughs> I didn't pay for this shit. <laughs> he saw he saw to look in my eyes. You, know, you ain't backing out of this shit right now. And so, you know, and I say that, and when I look back and after I got my divorce and I look back, you know, I I you know, it just that's why I said I got married for all the wrong reasons. But there was no spiritual connection. There was a, a, a definitely lack of communication. It was a, just a trend. Uh, uh, and, and I was a person trying to be the person she wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. Wasn't being myself. So at the end of the day, that, that's, it was inevitable. It wasn't going to work out. So, uh, and it wasn't, I didn't open up the lane we didn't open up the lane to grow together. Uh, it was just a, it was a long boyfriend and girlfriend relationship. But the great thing about marriage is I have two beautiful daughters who I adore. Uh, and uh, they are the most best gift I have on earth and what I live for, what I breathe for. Uh, and wake up for every day. So I don't take nothing away from your marriage. Uh, from marriage, I respect all of y'all. I mean, you know, if you can work it out, you find the one. Uh, but you know, I think it's just a, a a process that you have to just be connected emotionally. Uh, and whoever you decide to live the rest of your life with, you just got to be connected emotionally. Damn. That's what I got to this say shit. about that. Strong, man. Chuck, yeah. Chuck, Chuck brought the tone down a little bit, but I would take that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. Thank you, Sharon, man. Hey, so we just set the stage in terms of like everybody's background, in terms of everybody's uh, marital situation. Uh, we're going to switch gears a little bit because we got the whole outline here for the other our man, Jay Crump, uh, Esquire, excuse me. Uh, Let's talk about the consequences of not meeting a mate uh, in college or grad school. I mean, for me, I got mine, you know, like I said, I, I spent my first four years in college. Um, man, I don't even remember what I was doing, honestly. Oh, shit. I, <laughs> I just had a good-ass time. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, fifth year, it's time to, like, go square up and get a job so to figure out how to graduate. Uh, and then I ran into Rochelle, and it was like, Shit, you know, it's like the sun came out at night. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, why is the sun out here? Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. I found my mate in college. And I think this affects females more than males, quite frankly, because most of the ladies that I know that squared up with a dude uh, coming out of school, they usually married them. Uh, and they, a lot of them together now. We know countless couples who, you know, squared up in school or, you know, had that Danforth Chapel wedding, which I'm having my re- rededication at Danforth Chapel for my 25th next year. Joke. Anyway, uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and sorry, there's an aside. When a Morris man and fellow woman married, they're supposed to be married at Danforth Chapel on the campus. We didn't do that to start with, but we're going to do that for 25. Anyway, 
Um, I think it affects females more than males because, you know, we can rejuvenate, rejuvenate ourselves and we, I think, become more attractive the more money we make as we get older. Um, for females, the ones I know that didn't square up coming out of college, a lot of them didn't fare so well in terms of finding the mate. Uh, but, hell, let's run around the, the, the track. Let's start with Chuck because he's going to hopefully not going to bring us down again. <laughs> <laughs> if it's gonna be dark, go ahead and start. Chuck, but no. Oh no, no. That was a light. That was. I thought that was an enlightening story, but it was, no, it was a great story. But they had everyone else's happy shit. He was like, Rrr. so. <laughs> what's, what? You, let's let's talk about you know what we think about finding a mate in college, or grad school, and like how that how that works, doesn't work, whatever. Go ahead. And just y'all just take I, it, you know what I'm saying? Just just go through. I, you no, know, I think I think college um honestly college is it's a good start because I think with men, I'm gonna speak on us, it, we got a process in our life, and I think that we're not done after college because we're broke. We ain't got no money. And then when we start to see that when we get a little bit of money, we feeling a little big headed. Did you ever think that you would be the switch? Yeah. No. So we gotta, <laughs> we want we wanna we wanna we wanna venture out. We wanna partake. Yeah, exactly. So I think um, in college to find a mate, I think you in college you the it's 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 networking for the long term. Uh, it's a it's a networking. Is you learn how to network, uh, and then you 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 see potential. Uh, you're constantly adding value to yourself. You you and you see values and value in others. So you're building those relationships, and is like some of your stories. You guys revisit some of the ladies, like Lou. You revisit your your wife, current wife. Uh, Jay, you revisit yours. And but you know, and that's interesting that you you do that. And uh, but it was you guys. You got to think about that time when y'all revisit. Y'all were a lot older, and you grew. You look. You matured a lot. And I think we, at the end of the day, we got to give the women the credit. Man, they way more mature than us. They like five steps oh, ahead yeah. of us. Oh, they yeah. five steps ahead of us. So we got to we got five steps to always catch up on. Or so, not, you know. Yeah, or we yeah, not gonna catch it. So you know, I think thirty-five is a good year. Thirty-five years old. Uh, I got a number. Thirty-five years old. It's just that times that where you really know yourself, and you kind of like, you got a you got a solid perspective of life. You you, you know you want to you know what you want, you, and you kind of like know who you are. Yeah, but see, I don't know. I think I think when they see us on the yard, right, and, mm -hmm. and we there together, that's the last chance for a black female to have that many black men in one spot, in one space at one time, right? Mm -hmm. And then they see you in context. They see you in your element. Like my sister-in-law, Rochelle's sister is, um, I'm going to say, 10 years younger than her. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember, because I've known her since she was like 10 years old. And she said to me one time, like, yeah, I don't, I don't see what my sister sees in you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but then, but wait, but she oh. sees me. She went to school oh. too, right? So she sees me at homecoming one year. She's like, 
okay, I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm cool as shit. Motherfuckers like me. But, <laughs> but uh, I think that's the last chance you see that many people in that close, you know, concentration. Uh, and that doesn't exist anywhere else, especially when you get in the real world. We go out to corporate America. We go to higher education, like graduate school. Unless you were like a Howard or Meharry or something like that. Yeah. You go to, you know, Penn State or Harvard, whatever. Dude, you in a minority. You know what I'm saying? A deep minority. So, I mean, I think that's where – that's why it can get harder because you don't have that concentration of people at your at your fingertips. Well, I got something to say on that, man. Go ahead, though. I, I think it's so important, man. I think college is, a, is an amazing fertile ground to meet a, a, an amazing companion, man. I mean, like, especially, like – the schools that, that you and I went to, all of us went to, and I, and I, I, and this right here, this is for the ladies. Ladies, I'm gotta take my glasses off. Ladies, ladies, <laughs> ladies. If I had a daughter, I have four sons, I would send her to a historic black college, and like Colby just said, you would never, ever, ever have the plentiful, the the abundance of intelligence black men in one location. Never. Never, especially Morehouse, yeah, especially Morehouse. I ain't say, but especially Morehouse. So it's very important. You've got a daughter, send it to these schools. Make sure, listen. You have to tell them they have two, two things: to get amazing education and find an amazing man. And that's not those two go tandem. I'm not trying to fit into the feminists, but what we have to do is build strong family units to get a great education because you would never have that much talent in one location. That's extremely important. I had to take Side, note, that. Side note, you did offend all the feminists. Bro, don't disappoint me, man. Give me something. <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, just to say what Cool said, I mean, once, uh, what you said, KB, once you get in a situation where you're outside the realm of being able to meet folks and being in that circle where you've got people coming in that look like yourself, that have that safe space. Uh, yeah, that like kind, that like mind entertainment. And then you're out in the corporate rural world. And you're out now. You're kind of playing catch up because you're trying to find trying to find the time to date. You're trying to find the time to to meet people. You're meeting new friends and what have you. They're not the same as those friends that you may have had in college or maybe in grad school. So know you're in a situation where it's a lot harder to meet those men. And a lot of times, many of those men are you know they may be trying to make up for a situation they didn't have in college and high school. And so those same guys are like, well, shoot, you know, hey, I'm going to play the field. I, I'm going to run the circle, you know, because I didn't get to do it when I was in high school and college. So now you end up meeting a lot of men that are playing games, a lot of men who ain't trying to, you know, really do what you may want them to do. They're, you know, they're up on a smash and grab mission, you know. And Damn. so a lot of folks kind of like uh, I know a lot of women, man, good women. Um, and I know a lot of men, too, not as many, but. A lot of good women who I'm like, damn, why aren't you married? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, fine sister. You're bad I mean, motherfucker. Yeah, your shit yeah, is all together. I, I roll with a lot of women um, that I'm just real cool with. And and they're just not married. And I'm like, yo. And a lot of times it's because they didn't take advantage of the situation that Cool talked about. They went to HBCUs. And maybe they felt some type of way at the HBCU where you know, they were, their head wasn't right. And so they let some, that guy just slip away. And that same guy that may have been trying to holler at them uh, now no longer becomes available and has been married to somebody else. Cause they, they, they were on some other shit, you know what I'm saying? And so what happens, 
is that they get to a point now where you starting to meet, you got to go to the club, you got to go to the bar, you know what I'm saying? And ladies, everybody knows you ain't going to meet anybody of any real, real value in a club or a bar when you're the first instinct when you, you go into eat. a club or bar is to go you can, but he ain't trying to marry your ass. Yeah, because you can't even go back to your parents and say where you met that person. You know what I'm saying? You're like, damn, your parents ask you, where'd y'all meet? Oh, we met at the club. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, hey, you know, you know, feel bad. About that? Huh? You like, feel bad. Man. Yeah. That's why I met oh, my wife. My bad. <laughs> no, it can't happen. I can't happen. Finally. It can't happen. I mean, I'm but, saying now, there's always an exception to every rule, but... Yeah. It's just not, there's not as much fertile ground, obviously, in a cr- in yeah. club, you know, because everybody's got a mission. You go to the club, you know what you're trying what, to do. It's whatever. You know what I mean? I think what happens is, and this is unfortunate, but for men, our stock raises exponentially as the dollar starts to flow. Right. So you first got out of school, you get your little piece of job, you'll, you start your career, you're not making shit. Then you get that first promotion. You get the first couple raises. Then you start getting your bonuses and shit. Then you get your first BMW. Now you're buying all your shit. You know, you got all your suits from certain places. Your wardrobe is on point. Although I don't really get my hair cut like that. But you get your hair cut on a regular basis. You're grooming yourself well. And you got your, you got your bag. Once you start doing that, man, your, your universe widens. Your options increase dramatically. Yeah, dramatically. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think women open themselves up to it like men do. Because I got a partner, rich-ass doctor. He married a lady 10, 12 years younger than him. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how many women doing that. Yeah. See, he did that because... Because he could. Yeah, yeah. He could. He could. That's what you, but I mean, I mean, and she hit the fucking lottery. I mean, he had a <coughs> six-car garage. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Fellas, all you guys that are married right now, are, are your parents still together? Well, my, you know what's... They mind together until they die in 2017, but yes. Okay. Chuck, you know, you know what's funny about you asking that question, Chuck? That's, that's actually where I was going to go in this segment, where when you talk about people identifying who their potential marriage partner is going to be, a lot of this stems from us being first, second, and third generation going to college and even knowing what to expect. And if your parents were together, how they met, you know, we don't pay attention to some of the dynamics on both the male and the female's part about their parenting background. You know, it, were their parents married the whole time? Are they on their second or third marriage? And all that does play into freshman through senior year. Who you meet, how you meet, the 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 background of those of those different people and what they have witnessed growing up in their household. And so even when you speak to the openness of a young lady or a young man wanting to find who's gonna be that potential partner down the road, do you even know? Have you been coached on that? You know? And uh I know as far as I'm concerned, when I'm raising my boys, I'm talking to them about the different dynamics, not just from the young lady standpoint and what I know of, uh, of her situation from what he shares, but even what my dynamic was growing up as a parent, growing up with a single mom for years until my mom got married and then married my stepfather. And I, and I learned at 
15, 16, what a marriage was like versus some kids who experienced the background of having two parents in the home from childhood. That's a different dynamic that I'm entering into Morehouse with and some young lady from Spelman or Clark or wherever I meet her from may have. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm saying all that to say the background of our uh, of everybody plays into identifying somebody early on in college. Absolutely. I mean, I just, I agree with you. I think... Uh, yeah, Chuck, why are you asking that yeah. question? Go pick that back up. Well, well I just say, I say that because I come... My, my parents got divorced at uh, when they were together for 20 years and I was 14 when they got divorced. So, I mean, but I was in, you know, growing up in Oakland, all my friends, you know, I celebrated them getting divorced because all my friends had, their parents were divorced, you know? So it was like, cool. You're like everybody else. And I saw the freedom, I saw the freedom that they had. You know, I was thinking about freedom and I was thinking about, oh, now, you know, I'm the man of the house. I'm the shit. I could do what the fuck I want to do. And the thing about it, it, it doesn't work like that. It, right. It's the, the parenting, the parenting of how I do now with my ex-wife. It was different what my mother and father uh, did with me. Mm. My, right, right, right. My mother, yeah. my mother threw my father up under the bus, mm -hmm. you know. And it, it, although they, granted, they got a good relationship now, but she threw them up under the bus. And so when you're dealing with, you know, growing up, it's like, and then my father was a very controlling man. So that kind of, I got a little bit of him. I got a little bit of my mom. So the parenting was a little different. So, but I will say this, they gave me great values as yeah. far as raising kids. Yeah. It's funny because I looked at it when I met, whether I, you know, whether it be my wife or anybody that I was dating seriously before my wife, it was about making sure that they did have parents that were together. That's yeah. that actually, I actually looked at that. Like when I dated Stop. this, I actually look at that. The second thing I did was how well did my wife or person I dating got along with their father. You know? Key. That, that was a real big issue for me. Yes. Yeah. I found that, you know, when I was dating, a lot of the major wrecks that I had in my dating relationship, it was always women who never got along with their fathers. And so it was See, very that's the benefit. That's the benefit of being of getting married older. Because right. I ain't going to lie to you. I saw my wife. I was like, I'm about to marry her pretty ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's, you know, no. But, that, <laughs> but, but you know what? No, but that gets back to what... I think what was key about Chuck's question and examining the parents because, and it's on both sides. Like there was probably a time I would have just blamed a woman not having a good relationship with her father thinking, well, she had some fucked up father who fucked her over, but that wasn't always the case. Sometimes yeah. it's, it's sometimes it's the man and what situation he grew up in because what are women complaining about now? These guys who are soft spoken, they not men. They don't step up, right? Where's that coming from? By them being raised by a woman in a single parent household, not having the example of a father and or a mother and or what it looks like to have to work out. All of us was talking about having kids. We all have to work out shit with our wives. It ain't just I lay down the law and I make a decision or 
you know, any of us. Uh, I, I laid out a lot of decisions. No, yeah, but we all, but look, look, we <laughs> all, y'all know what I mean when I say it. What I'm saying is we all are parenting together. You see what I'm saying? And, 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 and there are things that in you parenting together, you're not going to let your wife look a certain way. And she's not going to no. let you look a certain way to your kids. You see what I'm saying? But we were talking about a situation where if, I think like Chuck was saying, if his mother, right, was throwing his dad under the bus. You know how many girls we were dealing with like that in college? You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. You, yeah, you didn't know that. Uh, yeah, but the, uh, you're missing a, another issue here is that when you're dealing with a lot of different factors, even racially in the United States, comes into play here, right? You got yes. demographic availability, right? Do you have mm -hmm. someone there you can match up with? And a lot of people here do are spread out. Like even my daughter, she goes to a predominantly white institution. And you know, what I what I see for her is the fact is she gonna find someone, right? Yeah. I think that you have to deal with unemployment as well as a big issue, right? Certainly. Mm -hmm. Low earnings, right? Uh, level of education, right? So these are things that are what do I call these outside forces that are impacting a lot of us. And if you look at the marriage rates between blacks, whites, and even Hispanics, you'll see us on the lower end of that. True. Right? True. Uh, so James, JT, brother, I, I yeah. think you're supposed to say Latinx or some shit like that. <laughs> I apologize. Latinx. But but you but always come with the, you you come with, talking you come about. with the core shit, man. You come with the, yeah. the good shit. All right, well, I think we tackled that yeah. one effectively. Let's see if I got a Hold on, hold on. Let, me, let me jump in. Let yeah, me jump yeah. in real quick. Um, you guys have said some, um, you know, sounds like some wise, wise things, but uh, I, I didn't particularly go with any of that. I, I didn't do a lot of the things that you said. I didn't really. Contrarian alert. You know, <laughs> Uh, I grew up in a two-family home. Uh, I had my own idea based off of what I saw what marriage was. Um, in college, I definitely wasn't thinking about getting married. Um, dated a couple of girls in college. Right after college, I still wasn't thinking about it. Um, hey, 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 that's not true, Lou. That is true. I'm going to draw some names. Once I got into law school, um, I was still dating. And after, after law school, shit, I was having a ball. Marriage was the furthest thing from my mind. And then I met what? my wife. Uh, I think it was R. Kelly had a song. She slipped me a banana pill, had, had a pimp slip. And it was... Kind of like Carl B. Um, but I think it was based off of uh, my previous relationships and my reaction or relations with her. And she accepted me for who I was um, and responded in kind. She didn't trip when I tripped. Um, I didn't really pay attention to background. I was aware of it, but it wasn't a wasn't a deal breaker for me. It was something that, you know, shit, I could deal with, uh, make it work. And we've been doing that. Um, well, let me just say this. Uh, being married 24 years and coming straight out of school, getting married, I had a good ass time. Shit, I was having the time of my life when I first got married. Shit. Uh, and my wife, to this day, if I go in the living room right now, well, she's sitting there close to the lake in the front of the house, a little kind of, uh, 
If I put on A Ball MJG, lay it down, she'd recite them lyrics to this fucking day. Thank you. I think that's what helped with like um, my wife. We dated for a couple years. She went to uh, HBCU as well, and um, we, circled, right? we we traveled in the same circles. So her friends and my friends, like Biggie, we can all be friends. So um, that's right. We we hung out tough, going to uh, clubs together and all that. Um, and got to know each other. She got to see me. I think someone mentioned it before at HBCU. You can see someone in that element. She was able to yeah. see me that way and, and meet her. Um, that's all I had to say on that. No, I think, that's, I think that's right, though. But you got to understand the, the force behind that, you know, educated, family based, right? Um, having democratic. Democrat, demographic availability, all of those factors come into play, right? They yeah, did. All right. Mm-hmm. Good commentary, pimps. Good shit. We got to move on. Uh, this is a good one. I like this next this next little topic. Uh, dating is a 40-something after separation and divorce. We're going to obviously direct this at uh, Mr. Transition and Mr. Divorce, now in his new life, uh, to uh, D-Cloud and, and Chuck. Only thing I say is, um, I go out a lot. Uh, you know, I'm a social person. Uh, Wakanda has a lot of bars for blacks to frequent, you know what I'm saying? So I'm out and about, and uh, shit, women are aggressive as hell. And I'm not a good looking man, shit. You know, I, I was born ugly, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it, they, they be aggressive as hell, I'm like, baby, you know, shit, come on now, relax. Shit, you know, I'll show a picture of my wife, like, back off, relax. Um, but I don't know what that dating scene is like. I've been, you know, in this matrimonial situation all this time. So, you know, D Cloud and Chucks, don't you speak on uh, dating at uh, as a forty something, you know, and how this shit all works? You know what I'm saying? After separation or divorce, to the yeah, extent for, that you can. Yeah, for you go me, first. Man, it's, it's, I, I, I have I have no energy, no desire. You know, I've had people try to hook me up with people. You know, I went out on dates and. I'm just not feeling it, but you know, I don't. I don't have any advice for anybody over forty trying to date. I mean, because like I said, guys, I'm I'm actively trying to get my marriage together. Hopefully, that right, we can right, get right. back together. So, you know, I'm not I'm not actively looking for anybody else. So maybe that's that's, that's the right. problem. And Chuck, you in a relationship now, so I guess you ain't got much you can talk about in that regard either. Yeah, well, I could share how it was in the beginning because you know. Like I said, when I when I got my divorce, I didn't want to get a divorce, but because it was, you know, well, yeah, you didn't want to be married in the first place. Yeah, it was embarrassing. <laughs> it was embarrassing, you know, and it was gonna go through the going through the whole motions. Brother didn't want to do it, so you know, I did the typical. It was a process, put it that way. Dating, like dating right now, it's it's a lot. It's it's easier because you you like I said you start to realize who you are and you're, you begin to realize I got to be honest. I got to stop being dishonest with myself yeah. and I could grow. Once I stop being dishonest with myself, I can grow. I'm growing. Now I can step to a, a woman that's more established, more has her stuff together. Uh, 
uh, just honestly knows who she is. And she just, in a nutshell, got her shit together. And then, yeah. and so in order to do that, you had to go through that process. And then you, you got to go through a, 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 a process of, you know, just being who you are and let her appreciate for you for who you are. At the end of the day, you found your way back to the, you know, a lady from Spelman, the birthplace of black girl magic, because Spelman yeah, is true. I, I did. The birthplace I did of black girl Jay magic. Did, I revisit. I did. And it was, and, and, and I think that's the greatest thing because here's a person who knew the old Chuck, who appreciates the new Chuck, and then you can just. Oh, she knew you when you was in school. Yeah. Right. And so, so the thing about it is, when you go when you go there, it, it, it's kind of like, all right, well, all right, I, you, you can't play no game. You can't, you can't. I, it ain't nothing you can hide. That's why I know you. You gotta know you. I've 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 seen you since you but eighteen, nineteen. That's exactly. right. Exactly. Exactly. So it goes back to what Carl B just said: the beauty of marrying someone in college. Oh, it's it's you guys that you guys are on to something right there, and a lot yeah. of people don't know that. And let me and let me let me ask y'all this, and actually more of a statement. There are a lot of men, especially guys that I know who are um, in their forties or late thirties or whatever, who are um, who are dating and they're dating regularly, and they're just they're in the same position as many of the women out here. And I find that you know, given the, the great amount of options that they have, I feel like for those friends that I have that are like that, I feel like they are. Um, trying to get or trying to find that perfect person. Like, it's almost like they got a five, five out of five qualities. And let me get, let me just ask this, and this is a subtopic and I don't think it's part of our regular topics, but does that make sense that for you to sit there and try to find somebody thinking that if you don't, if they don't have at least five out of five or four out of five of the qualities you're looking for, you are then settling. What, what I, think, I think five out of five is easier for us as men and as women. Um, and I mean, I agree with you in that. Like, I know a lot of guys in the 30s and 40s, a lot of my frat brothers and chap brothers and, and other guys that I know, 30s and 40s. Um, most of the guys I know that are single out here are savages. That's, I say that in a good way. I love all these brothers. Um, but a lot of them do want to settle down. And they go for that five out of five type of thing. But you know, our requirements are not as, uh, as stringent as females, right? So, like, we could date a lady that's short, right? Especially if she got a fat ass. Um, women, a lot of times, aren't going to date a man shorter than them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's easier for us to find our five out of five than the ladies find their five out of five. Because we don't have the same requirements. Is that, is that it doesn't matter like to us. Oh, let it lose. Let's go. But, no, no, but, it doesn't matter how much money that, a lady makes, right? It doesn't. She doesn't have to make more than us for us to fuck with her, right? Women sometimes be on that shit. I would love for man. If my wife made more money than me, I'd be the happiest motherfucker alive. But, she is. But, but, but hey, KB, but you got to understand, we got the internet now. Dating is done different now. Everybody. Shit, I don't know. Hey, well, let me let me interject this though. I think one of the problems you have. When you talk about dating past 40 on this very point about the five out of five is this unrealistic expectations of this. I mean, the fact of the matter Thanks. is, man, if you done been in this game, you done been married, 
You married to an imperfect motherfucker. I don't care who she is, how good she looks, how bomb diggy anything mm -hmm. is in the bedroom. Okay? We all got imperfect people we married to. And if you think you done ended a bad relationship and you're going to enter into another one that's perfect, you done fooled yourself from the jump. You got to start at a point of even knowing about being honest. And Chuck mentioned that earlier. You got to be honest with yourself about who you are, what you are, what you're willing to do, period. And if you're not yeah, willing to have that conversation with yourself, you are a detriment to anybody else you dating out there in the market. Yeah, cause whatever you whatever you might not like about your wife, really? sex bronze gonna manifest all of that. Just exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, but like yeah. I said, I I think it's easy for us to die five out of five with the ladies too. You know what I'm saying? If I was, I mean, you know, I don't think I would ever get married again because you know she's gonna bury me. I'm sure because shit, you know, it's what it is. I ain't long for this world. I'm sure, but uh. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'd ever get married again. But if I did, you know, I was looking at five out of five. Yeah, she better have that five out of five. Fuck that shit. I would not get married again. I know. It's I one mean, of my Iceberg topics. Slim said, "Any good pimp is his own best company." You know what I'm saying? That's right. But man. but 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 do you know why my my reason for ma not marrying again doesn't have to do with having a bad marriage? One of the things I tell my wife, and I'm sure probably all of y'all would agree, I don't know that I could work at a relationship like this again for another person nah. so, so I, I got something to say man i got something to say like Go ahead, so bro. my mom died in 2003 right death safe for my family my true dad johnson. too right true john truly johnson my dad has not remarried his so wife when is his family man his wife was everything that's his family family and, and so when question says what he's saying there's a lot of merit to that. I, I got an example of that. And my dad, you know, I'm a guy, you know, I'm six feet. I'm sorry, guy, I'm six. I'm not that six feet. <laughs> yeah, wait. You're five, six eight. foot, dude. When they lay you down. Everybody saw 11. Hey, dude. I'm, six I'm, one. I'm five, you six one. Say, we don't try to say. <laughs> six one. You five, maybe you're supposed to be six four. <laughs> but that, was, that was a joke. But my dad is six four, right? Wait, just wait. Can I interject real quick? Go ahead, go ahead, I've, go ahead. Heard, I've heard him say that to people before. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get a full context. I'm six four, baby. But on certain conditions. But you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and I will meet those conditions. <laughs> but, but my dad, I mean, he, you know, it was like, man, and it's funny. So a, a couple of years after my mom died, I'd be a church to do, and I would see the the women would, would kind of come on to this guy, and we had a big, a, a, a huge birthday party for my dad, um, and it was it was kind of weird watching it, and I talked to him like, man, I said, dad, man, listen, bro. Man, mom's been, you know, passed away for a while, man. He said, this, this, he looked at me dead in the eye and said, son, I would never remarry again. Never. I would never take away from the family estate. I would never do that. I would never do that. You know, because your mom helped me build this. And that would be a, it, I would be psycho-religious psycho for me to do that. Hell Yeah. But that's that's, that's that's financially he's talking about. He doesn't want to. Hey, let's go back to what Jay said. Financially, you and your sister, right, right. My sister now. You exactly right. 
But then you look, not- you gotta look at like life is about happening. So, so then you look at it in terms of man. How, how do you manage that? Manage I think you happen is yeah. I mean, you, you're absolutely right, Quasi. You hit it on the head that the the, uh, the amount of work that you got to put into it and putting that work at at forty something or fifty something, doing it all over again, and then you're setting your ways. You know, yeah. a lot more stubborn. And unless that person meets every criteria, which nobody really does, never maybe. But it's just, it's just. I mean, you're setting yourself up just for another for failure. Well, yeah. hang on, we got this is a good or, segue. Or hold on, Charlie. This or is a prenup. Or prenup. <laughs> just well, kidding. There's that. But now we all need it. But yeah, prenup. Look, you ain't getting nothing. My kids get this. This. Hey, we just gonna smash and dash. We good. Yeah. Ain't, ain't, we didn't get married. You crazy. That's yeah. This is a good segue. This is a good segue to the next segment. Is there such a thing as a perfect marriage? I would say yes, personally. Um, me and my wife how got can, a. How can uh, you say yes when you yourself are imperfect? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm imperfect. This is my wife, but we have established a dog and chain relationship—not a ball and chain, but a dog and chain. So basically, my wife lets me roam and do what I got to do, and when she feels like I'm kind of getting out of order, she just kind of pull the chain a little bit, and I'm like, "Okay, shit, I went a little too far." I like back up, but she is big enough to let me roam and I'm big enough to respect when I'm getting out of bounds. You see what I'm saying? And that's how we mm. coexist and, you know, it, it works out. And, mm-hmm. I mean, hell, you know, we, we got a, you know, a, a nice size crib so I can be in the, in the fucking oh, west whoa, whoa, way whoa. she can be whoa, in the whoa. east way. Whoa, 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 whoa. You say you got some money? <laughs> Who, me? Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> no I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm a wage earner, you know what I'm saying? Y'all, really, but, 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 you know but no, saying? wage earners do pretty good too. I do okay, but I'm saying I could be in the in the west wing and she could be in the east wing. So we can spread out. But the point is, we respect each other enough that she gives me free, she gives me reign to do what I got to do. If I get to a place where she's uncomfortable with my activity, she'll pull the chain just like any good dog. I'm like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll stop right here. Call, and it call works me, out. That's how that works for us. Social? Your, so, your socialness, like if you go into the bar too much, she'll, Man, she'll tell you. Hey, social, drinking, spending money, uh, being out, work, yeah. I mean, whatever. You know what I'm saying? In, in all aspects of life, she lets, she gives me domain to do what I got to do to put a family because she knows I'm going to be the, the earner and the, and the, the hunter-gatherer. And the earner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, mm-hmm. that's why she told me, you know, most, when we got married, she said she thought I was going to be a good earner. <laughs> hey, they got them A-ball in, Cliff. You yeah, what's called shit. pep. That's, they called that pep back in college. Exactly. But she just rang me in when she feels like I'm doing too much. And I respect that. And that's good, Carby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the answer to your question, though. Initially, when you asked the question about a perfect marriage, I was shaking my head. But I'm going to change that to say for any of us answering that question, it comes down to what you mm-hmm. and your wife define as a perfect marriage there you go because the fact of the matter is yeah the fact of the matter is everybody no matter how much you say you love somebody you're going to disappoint them somewhere in the marriage and it happens i don't care if it's infidelity to somebody taking money out of your out of your banking account or if you find out your spouse is on drugs there's some level of disappointment that happens and so to define 
what a perfect marriage is is critical to any couple. You know what I mean? For some, it's the duration of being married the rest of their life. For others, it's raising their kids. So my point is to answer that question effectively, it starts at that point of having an honest conversation with your spouse that actually has to go on not just in the beginning of your marriage, but throughout your marriage. You have to communicate what's working and what's not working for you all throughout if you're going to have what you define as a perfect marriage. True. Man, man, we, we put some shit in the bag today, man. We, we, we did. Uh, Keep, going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Black Come women. On. Black women. I love you, ladies. Uh, black women. You're the greatest. Black, black, college. black gods. Black girl, man. Black girl magic. magic. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thanks again for tuning in to another installation of the House 94 podcast. Oh, we see the sun. It's coming back out of Wakanda. Oh, I need my sunglasses. Uh, appreciate y'all coming in. Go check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram, thehouse94.com, thehouse94podcast, the house, the house, the house. Check it out. IG, Twitter, Facebook. Look it up and provide comments. You know, we up here, you know, bloviating and doing our thing. We sound great to each other, but, you know, we want to hear your feedback. And as I always say, you know, we got thick skin. You're not going to hurt our feelings. So, Appreciate y'all tuning in. Obviously, we're going to come back to this again because we haven't finished. And, uh, yeah. Rue, we out. Rue. Rue.